This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are you tired of taking abuse? Plenty of people say they're getting treated badly while on the job. We'll have this startling story. Whether it's peer-to-peer or from the boss or from someone even below you, 95% of the people out there say that they have experienced incivility from other workers. Then, one in six men will battle prostate cancer in their lifetime. What's the latest on this deadly disease? Does it only affect older men, or do younger males need to be screened? What can you do to protect yourself? Prostate cancer is easy to treat when it's found. It's highly curable. Not everybody needs to be treated, and so men should not hesitate to discuss the issues with their doctor. Those two stories, and a lot more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. If people seem to be more rude or nasty to you these days, you're not alone. Some say that incivility is running rampant throughout society, even impacting our workplaces and businesses too. Our next guest says there's a real cost to this workplace incivility. To learn more and to find out what we can do to help the problem, Let's welcome Christine Pearson to InfoTrack. How are you? I'm fine, Chris. How are you? Terrific. Now, you're a professor of management at the Thunderbird School of Global Management, and you're co-author of a book, The Cost of Bad Behavior, How Incivility is Damaging Your Business and What to Do About It. Christine, just about everybody has experienced a rude waiter or an inconsiderate store clerk, but you say the problem is quite serious. How bad is it out there? Well, our data, which we've been collecting for over a decade now, says that about 95% of the people out there have experienced incivility as workers at their workplace from other workers, whether it's peer-to-peer or from the boss or from someone even below you. 95% of the people out there say that they have experienced that at work. Wow. And, of course, if you go to a restaurant and you have a bad experience with somebody there, you can leave, of course, but all the other employees have to continuously work with that difficult person. What influence does this have on people staying at a job? I mean, I would think a lot of people would leave companies if they have to deal with incivility. Actually, what we found is about 12%, so about one person in eight, will leave. But the thing that is, I think, most interesting about that data is that they will never report it that way to the company. So there's information lost from the company records in terms of what the incivility is actually costing them. We also see a lot of other costs that are borne by a much larger percentage of the people who are treated uncivilly. So we know that more than 90% of the people will get even with their offenders in one way or another. Mm. Almost 90% will get even with the organizations over and above that. And they may slough off on the job. They may work to the bare minimum. They may put in less hours. You know, it can even go as far as people sabotaging work or sabotaging other employees' work because of what they've experienced as bad behavior toward them as individuals. So it could not only put a business's reputation or success at risk, but even perhaps influence the safety of people or their lives. It can. I mean, that's in the extreme case and when we talk about safety or actually you know, escalating to the level of violence. But there is no question that it affects people on the day-to-day. 
day in terms of the morale in the workplace. If incivility is accepted, which unfortunately is in many workplaces, it tends to eat away at the culture itself. So people are less inclined to be satisfied with their jobs. By the way, they don't have to be the direct targets of the incivility. The bad behavior can be happening around them, and that also has a washover sort of effect for them. And even those people who are merely witnesses or people who hear about incidents will tend to cut back the amount of effort that they put in, cut back on the quality of work they're doing, and all very cognizant of doing this. We're talking on InfoTrack with Christine Pearson, who's co-author of The Cost of Bad Behavior, How Incivility is Damaging Your Business and What to Do About It. Christine, where is the breakdown here? Is it in the hiring process that people aren't screened? Does it come from a more basic area than that, perhaps how people are brought up these days? All of the above, actually. In many organizations, I think the data came out not too long ago, a national poll that was done by an HR firm looking at how many organizations miss the opportunity to check on references, for example, that they just don't even call the references. I mean, it was a very high number. It was well over half of the companies that had responded to this survey never even followed up on the reference list. So part of it is lost opportunities in hiring. Part of it, I think, is the shift that we're seeing that, you know, is hitting all the headlines, the media and so forth right now in terms of reevaluation of where we are as a nation in regard to civility. Part of it is if you've got leaders or role models who are getting away with it in an organization, we know from the data we've collected that that tends to breed the phenomenon. So it potentially comes from a variety of places, which I think is why it's as prevalent as it is in the workplace today. In your book, you detail some organizations that have figured out the keys to make this situation work for them, and you tell their stories. One of them is Starbucks, which, of course, everyone's familiar with, I think. I wonder if you could just share what they do or what they have done to alleviate this problem. Yeah, and I really kind of talking across all of these organizations, Starbucks in particular, Cisco's another one that people tend to know if they're involved at all in the IT side of work life. But it starts with the hiring that these companies tend to be very careful about how they hire. They do make reference checks. You know, they go beyond the reference check and talk to other people who've worked with the employee and so forth that they may know through casual network sorts of things. They make sure that from day one, one, they make it clear to their new hires that they expect the new hires to treat their fellow workers in a respectful kind of way. And then they, you know, hammer it when people are out of line. It doesn't happen to be a Cisco or Starbucks that I'm talking about, but another company that we've worked with, they had the good sense, in fact, a number of companies we've worked with, to recognize that even people who are looked at as rainmakers or, you know, superstars, whatever, if they're habitually uncivil people, they are, in fact, costing the organization much more than they're bringing in, even if they are rainmakers. And so, you know, efforts are made to curtail their bad behavior. They're given warnings. One case, a law firm that we've worked with, the person was told that they're bonus was going to be affected if the behavior didn't turn around. And we also, you know, we hear a lot of cases where it's very good news, where people are either not aware of the negative impact of the way they're behaving, or they've just never been called to task for it before. So, you know, there are certainly opportunities for turnaround. It's not just all a dark negative story, but you've got to draw the line in the sand and hold the line, basically. If I'm someone working in a company, listening to this conversation we're having, 
And I work with somebody who is very rude and incivil. What can I do as an employee to help myself and the company? The answer depends on what the hierarchical relationship is, I would say, at a fundamental level. So if it's somebody who works for you, call them to task for it. Let them know what's going on and you know why it's a problem and what's going to happen if it continues. More often, of course, the challenge is when it's somebody who's at a peer level or someone who's of a higher level. And, and again, even as in the scenario you created, even if you're not the direct target but you're watching this happen among peers of yours or higher levels aimed downward and so forth, there are some things you can do. Certainly the idea of appealing to a higher authority is what we hear from the thousands of people who've responded to our surveys and interview sessions and so forth. Sometimes that higher authority is HR people within the firm. Sometimes it's the boss's boss kind of thing. This is a top-down sort of power relationship generally. It doesn't need to be the direct boss, but there's a power component to this. So you need to get sort of ahead of where the power is, if that makes sense. If it's a case, again, where you are at a more senior level within the organization, then it's a case of setting that zero tolerance organization-wide and also looking in the mirror and making sure that your own behavior is really exemplary in terms of the way you interact with people throughout the organization. The other thing that we find that you and I haven't talked about yet is that this has a definite measurable impact on the customer base. So even though you may think within your organization that it's just employee to employee and you know maybe some of the managers and execs who have the leverage tell us you know they don't want to touch it because they don't want to deal with personal issues and that kind of thing. Recognize that it's not just affecting things negatively between and among your employees, but also customers, customers who see this happening within an organization have told us through other research we've done that they won't return to that organization again. And they will think less of it. They will be very likely to talk about the negative incident to friends and other potential customers. So Mm -hmm. there's a toll to be paid and it mounts up pretty quickly, actually. If you have someone who's in a reasonably high position and is a role model, whether or not by decree having a lot of people under him or her, if that person behaves uncivilly, habitually, it's very likely it's costing you millions of dollars in terms of turnover costs, lost productivity, lost creativity. I mean, all the kinds of things you don't want to see when you're running a company and particularly in this sort of an economic environment. And of course, you have a website, thecostofbadbehavior.com. Correct. Christine Pearson is co-author of the book with the same name, The Cost of Bad Behavior, How Incivility is Damaging Your Business and What to Do About It. Christine, we want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Totally my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Chris. Next, it's a deadly disease that can impact any man. Are you at risk? What can you do to protect yourself? That story straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 